0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Friday, January 10th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Made it to Friday, guys, so good job. No UFC tomorrow. There's a 1FC event going on right now, but no UFC again this weekend. We will have one finally next week uh, with the Conor McGregor and uh, and Don Cerrone card, and I think we're all looking forward very much to that card. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, as far as today's podcast goes, there's some news to talk about and uh, call financements. I'm actually gonna start with the fight announcement because there wasn't like any like major breaking news or anything. That I'm gonna start with the fight announcement that I thought was pretty cool. There is a rematch between Rose Namunis and Jessica Andrade that will be taking place at UFC 249 in Brooklyn, and I really like this fight. I was at the first one last year. That was the first uh, international UFC I have attended when I went to Brazil, and uh, it was one heck of a fight. We all know what happened. Jessica Andrade slammed Nama and Yunus in the second round and knocked her out. It was brutal. It looked like she broke her neck or something. Obviously, she didn't get her that bad, but she still was injured, and she hasn't fought since then, Rose. So she'll be taking on uh, Jessica Andrade after an 11-month layoff. Andrade, meanwhile, has only fought once since then. She fought Willy really Zhang and she got knocked out in last August. So both these uh, women have had pretty long layoffs, especially Rose with 11 months, and Andrade, that'll be... About eight months for her so both women coming off some pretty long layoffs but uh should still be a really interesting rematch um the first fight was interesting for sure uh rose looked good early on but jessica really started coming out strong and of course she just showed off her strength with that slam it's a tough fight to call this this rematch uh, rose is so dangerous we remember how good she looked against you both times especially the first time when she knocked her out but even the second time when she won the decision she looked really good she has had some fights in the ufc where she just kind of disappointed, like the Carolina fight, even the sparza fight in her debut, and of course the Andrade fight. Eight and four record only for Rose, but the wins over Joanna show that she is truly an elite fighter in this division. Andrade, meanwhile, twenty and seven record, so um, more accomplished fighter. And in the UFC, she's been fighting in the UFC since twenty thirteen. She's been around for a while now. Uh, obviously, fought in uh, higher weight division. And overall, she has a 11 and five record UFC. So that's a pretty damn good record, if you ask me. Very good. Tough one to call, guys. It really is. You know, Jessica's showed some tremendous knockout power times. like Carolina fight, the Rose fight with the slam. She's had some good performances. Uh, women like Claudia. But, uh, of course, she's had some fights like the Zhang fight where she got finished or, you know, looking back to uh, her stand at 135, the fight against like Raquel Pennington or Marion Rowe, where she was finished both times. 115 obviously is her weight class. At 115, she is 7-2 and two overall, so a much better weight class for her. Tough one to call. Yeah, it really is. You know, I've said that a few times, but it really is a very difficult fight to predict. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I, I was at the first fight and Andrade won fair and square. But, uh, you know, this this rematch could be different. The fact that it's taking place in the United States could be better for uh, Rose. I don't know. I, I think I'm slightly leaning towards Rose a little bit for some reason. Uh, just something about her and this rematch just kind of makes me lean towards her very, very slightly. But it's a close fight for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jessica won either. So I got till April to think about it. That's not a, you know, confident pick right now by any means. But uh, initial slight 51 to 49% lean would be to, to towards Rose. I just got a small, small feeling she might get it done. Anyways, um, Pedro Munoz. Let's, let's go to him here. He's calling Ryan Hall. He says he's going to move up to 145 to fight Ryan Hall, which I think is really interesting. um If that fight happens, that's a fun fight. That is a very fun fight. Ryan Hall is one of the best grapplers in the business. He had the submission of the year in 2018 against BJ pan with that heel hook. Overall, eight and one is and make career five wins by stoppage, three uh, submissions. He's great, man, on the ground. But Pedro Munoz is, is no sludge either, and he he's a great fighter. I actually think he's a better mixed martial artist than Ryan Hall. Eighteen um, four and one no contest record in the UFC. He is uh, eight four and one no contest, so a very solid record. He did lose to Sterling his last fight. Before that, of course, he had that knockout over Garbrandt, which was a great win for him. Great fight. very dangerous guys. Ground game's ridiculous. He's got an amazing submission ability with his guillotine choke, especially so. You know, he's got uh, nine wins by submission in his career. This would be an interesting fight. Even though it's at 145, if it does take place, I, I still think it's a very intriguing fight. You know, looking at the size here, uh, Munoz, five foot 6 65-inch reach. So not a big guy by any means. And then Ryan Hall, 5'10". I'm not 100% sure of his reach. I'm just looking at Wiki right now. But uh I'm assuming it's a little bit longer than Munoz's. But still, Munoz is very strong. You know, I think you have to lean towards Hall just because it is at a higher weight class. But who knows, it's very dangerous, and he's a very good fighter. So, I actually think it'd be a good fight if it happens. You know, Ryan Hall is doing everything he can to call it a big name. Who knows, seems to answer the call, and Ryan seems to be interested in the fight. So, I, I'd watch it if it happened. Uh, I'm not sure what uh car would we'll be on possibly UFC 248, but we'll see what happens there. Moving on here, uh, Jimmy Smith former Bellator and UFC list, He uh, criticized John McCarthy for his Michael Page and Anderson Silva comparisons. And, you know, how can you disagree with him, really? Like, John McCarthy's comments were pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. Um, basically, I I agree with everything Smith said. If you watch his podcast yesterday, he talked about it. I have the article at BJ Penn. Basically, his argument, it's a very good argument, if you ask me. He said Anderson Silva, at one point in time, was the number one in in the world in his first 18 fights when he beat My- Hioto Max Sakurai back in Shudo in 2001. And he also has wins over guys like Carl Newton who's a former UFC champion, Jeremy Horn, who's a legend. You no, know, at the same time period, Michael Page's best win is Paul Daly. That's his only good win. You know, I, it's true. You know, like I get Big John is part of Bellator's uh, you know commentary team, and and you know he's gonna be a little bit biased, but this was a ridiculous argument. It really was like if you look at Michael Page's first 18 fights. Again, his best win is Douglas Lima or Paul Daly. He his best opponent has been Douglas Lima. He got knocked out by him. Um, his other notable wins would be like Fernando Gonzalez, who's like a very average fighter, and and uh you know, Ricky Rainey, who's in he was in the UFC and he just got cut. He's you know, a very average fighter. David Rickles, very average, you know, below average fighter, some of these guys. So, you know, for him to compare for John, Big John to compare the careers is just ridiculous. And and Jimmy Smith's argument was Anderson Silva was the number one welterweight in the world when he beat iota max sakurai michael page has never been the number one welterweight in the world and he's a hundred percent right because anderson was the number one 170 pounder in the world in 2001 and then of course he moved up to 185 uh in cage rage and the ufc but you cannot forget what he did at 170 he had a really good run at 170 before he became the middleweight goat so uh, again, John McCarthy's argument. I, I actually love John McCarthy. I think he's, I think he's an amazing person. Uh, just a knowledge of wealth and, and a wealth of knowledge, excuse me. And, you know, I just really respect the guy he's been around forever. And generally, I actually, I really like his podcast with Josh Thompson. I think they do a really good job. They they give us some really, you know, good opinions and and uh, some harsh criticism. But in this case, I, I agree with Jimmy Smith. And I think Big John, you know, deserved to be criticized because his take was absolutely ridiculous. And I think most of us are in agree with that. Uh, moving on here to the news Kyle Bachniak has been released by the UFC so unfortunate for Kyle uh, pretty fun fighter to watch you know his record is not great though, and, and I can't blame the UFC for really cutting him because they need to make spots uh, open for guys coming off contender series there will be a new contender series this year contender series Asia as well so they needed spots open his record's eight 8-5 it's not a great record and the UFC was only 2-5 and five. having said that he did have that war with uh, Zabit Magomed off two years ago at UFC 233, 223 Great fight, fight of the night. He arguably gave the beat his toughest fight. um He also had some other, you know, decent performances against like Hakeem water lost a splitter to him, and he's a really good fighter as well. All of his fights went to decision in the UFC. He's never been finished. So he's a very tough dude, good chin, good cardio. He's always in the fight, but at the same time, two and five records, just not good enough. So I can see why they cut him. But, you know, I don't think he'll be on the free agent market for that long. I think Kyle's a pretty popular guy. I've been reading the comments about the article that I posted, and, you know, people are. They kind of a little bit upset about this just because they think he's a very exciting fighter and again you know he had some really good performances in octagon but uh yeah you know i think bellator would be a good spot for him personally i think pfl is a great spot for him for their next featherweight tournament i think that's a really good spot for kyle and he's fought some of the guys in that tournament as well um i also could see ryzen in one making awesome a move because he's an exciting fighter you know darren crookshank went to ryzen a few years ago and and they love him over there. So I think Kyle could be the very, uh, very similar spot as Darren Crookshank and that he's like you know, an American guy going over and, and the Japanese people love to watch him fight. And they like people with heart and, and Kyle's got that. So, you know, like he said, in his Instagram post, you know, it, it, the UFC runs over, but uh, you know, the drew continues and he'll continue fighting. And I think that uh, whoever picks him up, picks him up, it's going to get a pretty good fighter. One last fight announcement here, Marco Madsen against Austin Hubbard at UFC 248. So interesting matchup here. I'm a little surprised they did this matchup, but, you know, Marco Madsen, very, very good athlete. He is 35 years old, though, so, you know, he's he's getting up there in age, but the guy is a tremendous athlete. They call him the Olympian for a reason. He looked amazing in his UFC debut against Daniel Obarwaldo. Of course, that guy's not very good, but still, he looked incredible in that fight. Overall, 9-0 in his career since making his debut in MMA six years ago um he is a uh, tremendous wrestler uh, silver medalist at the 2016 rio de janeiro games in greco Rome wrestling so he's a very good wrestler and his opponent here will be austin hubbard who's a good prospect and i'm a little surprised they are p- putting him against uh marco madsen here because i think this is a tough fight for uh, austin hubbard who is like again solid fighter 11-3 record in the ufc he's uh just one and one but the loss to davy ramos on short notice and, and that's a very tough tough opponent and he did beat Kyle Pratt, like not not a great win by any means, but still a decent win. So, you know, for me, it's, uh, I I, per, I personally like Marco Madden in this fight just because of that wrestling. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you go against it? You know, the, the guy is so good with his wrestling ability, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that, that website's actually, that uh, card, I should say, is looking pretty good. UFC 248. Again, we don't have the main event yet, but it looks like it's going to be Israel against you know Romero. And then. You also have Zhang versus Yuan Jiaqiang, Whitaker, Canadier, Oliver Griffin, and a couple other fights like uh, cater Stevens, O'Malley, Corneros, They're used close. That's a really, really solid card. Uh, Neil Magny, Jay Liang. That card shape might be good. Another Vegas card. They've had well, they have the one in December. They have this one next week, and then March. So I think they're going to do probably three or four cards at least in Vegas this year. Probably four, which is which is cool. You know, they, obviously Vegas is the home of the UFC, but. Uh, you know, I think uh, there's some really good cards coming up. So, if you guys can get tickets to that card, I think that'd be a good one. I also noticed the tickets for that Nagano card in Columbus really cheap, like 120 bucks or something to sit cage side. That's super cheap, like um, like compared to like the Connor card, 300 bucks for a nosebleed. That's really cheap. I know it's in Vegas and you can't compare it to Columbus, but still, 120 bucks for cage side seats to Nagano Rosenstruck. If you could live near Ohio, I would go to that card because that's pretty sweet. Anyways, all right, that, guys. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again for tuning in this week, guys. Appreciate it. You can check me out on Twitter at Adam Adam Martin podcast. As always, is available at dot And if you go to the website. We have, like, a revamped website. I think it looks really good. So, you know, definitely give at uh, Fight Odds a shout-out on, on Twitter and, uh, you know, leave some comments for him because I know Nick wants to hear what people have to say about the site. I think it looks really good. It looks much better than before. So definitely give Nick a shout-out there. And uh, you guys can also check me out at bjpen.com and rigs.net. I'm definitely going to have an article up there this weekend talking about something that's uh, going on in the world in MMA. All right, guys. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back on the Monday edition. Have a great weekend. See you later. Bye.